Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> We're talking about like one of my favorite, favorite topics because it comes up so often in our balanced community and talking with so many moms in our lives. I mean, just yesterday, we were both talking to a mom, Brie, who was taking on so, so much at her work where she was like volunteering all these activities and she made this really, really big project for the office where like people wrote down their strengths or whatever, just as a team building thing. And there ended up being so many that she was there late at night putting it together. And it was a lot. It was a lot, a lot. And I feel like a lot of people put themselves through all this stuff and then look at, see, why isn't anyone else helping me? Why? isn't anyone else participating or they're doing everything at home that needs to be done. And everybody else is just waiting there, expecting service, (laughs) expecting dinner on the table, expecting their laundry folded, expecting like everything to be put in perfect place. That's, and it's frustrating. That's funny when you're like expecting service, like it reminds me. Expecting service. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) it is. It's funny. There's been a lot of stuff going on on social media lately. And, uh, I love Farah. I think I love Farah. Oh, I have to look. Farah Day. Farrah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like, I love her music. I've been following her for like over a year. You would think I would remember her her screen name better. But she recently had a song about like making a list and like the anger yeah. and frustration and rage we feel because we're like, how did, does, does he not, how did he not know that the kids need to eat every night? Yeah. I think we've all been there before. We're like, sometimes we're just like, I just need help with this. And they're like, okay, great. Tell me what to do. And you're like, I don't want to have to tell. I'm, how am I the only one that can keep tabs on things around here? And then we fall mm-hmm. up in a, in, a, in a corner under a blanket crying and people say that we're being emotional. Oh, <laughs> not talking about yeah. personal experience was- or anything over here. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many theories on this and they're mostly theories that make us look real damn good. <laughs> <laughs> But we're going to share with you, if you feel right now this way, that you are doing everything and you're getting no help whatsoever, we have tips on how you can extract yourself from that process. And you're going to hear all about it in today's episode. So let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. So in today's episode, we are going to really dig into why you're feeling this way. And we're also going to give you five tips on how to get out of it. But we need to warn you right now, like you need to stick around for the fifth tip because I feel like this is the most important one. And it's the one a lot of people want to skip over. I think it's funny the way you're saying this, because like when we were writing the outline for this episode, we were debating on where to put that tip. And you were like, it needs mm-hmm. to be number one. And I'm like, I don't think they're going to be ready to hear tip. You're right. It does need to be number one. It starts, it's, sorry, it starts with number five. <laughs> number five is yeah. the most important. But the truth of the matter is, I don't think people are ready to hear that one just yet because it is such a big 
mic drop epiphany. It's a big one. It's such a big moment. We are holding that off to number five because I think you need to hear everything else first before you're ready to really accept and embrace and love number five, which is actually the easiest. Yes kind of the easiest one to do. Also kind of the hardest. It goes both It's ways. really the hardest though, because yeah, we will get into it now. You just have to stick around and listen to it. Yes. But getting into this whole partners and helping out at home and you feel like everything is on you. And I actually came to a realization the other day because right now I am single parenting it while my husband is on a business trip. He is all the way across the world in India and Singapore. So, I mean, he's not even on our time schedule. He's 12 and a half hours ahead of us right now. (laughs) I text him. I'm like, good morning, evening or good evening, morning. (laughs) It's like at the end of my day, he's waking up. And at the end of his day, like I'm waking up. Yeah, as we're recording this, it's almost tomorrow for him. (laughs) It's almost, it's late. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting though, being here and doing everything on my own because I have realized I feel like a weight is a little bit off my shoulders. And it's not the typical things where you're like, oh yeah, men are such babies and they're like a third child. I don't subscribe to that at all. My husband is my partner in every sense of the word. But I do feel like I put additional expectations on myself when he's around because I I try to take care of him as well, which he's an adult and he doesn't need to be taken care of, by the way. And he would tell me that over and over and over again. So him being gone right now is really helping me realize like, oh, oh, this is a me problem. This is something like I need to work on. But also, I think that we as women are extremely competent and we're resourceful and we saw our moms do it beforehand. And we were kind of trained to do it too, because our moms always look to the girls to be the emotional, like take her care of people. Like you're the one looking out for people. You're the one making sure people are happy. That is what we saw modeled with them. And that is what is ingrained now in us. So it is very, very hard for us to step back and not take care of all these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's important. One thing that I heard you say that I wish everybody could resonate with, but I'm not sure if they all do is how you feel like your partner your husband is your partner in every sense of the word. And I feel... And let's just say though, that's taken some work. Yeah. That was not always how it was. Right. And I think that some people... Well, first of all, if you're just... If you're a single parent and like you're, it, it is just you in the home with your kids, a lot of times we're just like, damn, it all falls on me. It all falls on me all the time. School, chores, cooking, emotional labor, it's all on me. But it doesn't always have to be that way, 100% of the time, 24-7. And we're going to talk about that. But I also think that sometimes we have a partner. And like you said, it it has to come up with expectations. Like I I could say I've had partners before where uh, it was all up to me. And there was mm-hmm. just no budget on that. There was There was no, like I would ask for help. I would get it for like maybe within 24 hours, it would be gone again. Because it was like, well, that's not, you, you asked for help on Tuesday. Nobody said that I was supposed to help, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday again. (laughs) And I think you would agree with me saying this, but that particular partner, it was an unhealthy relationship. Right, right. But I mean, but I'm just saying like, yeah, I I think a lot of us are in those kinds of situations. Like you feel like you were all alone for one reason or another. You feel like you don't Mm -hmm. have the help and the help is there. 
there are things that you can do because help doesn't always look like somebody else necessarily doing something. It, 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 it's a lot of different pieces. So we're definitely going to like talk about that. But I mean, especially like when it comes to like helping out with things like that emotional labor, that can look different based on how old your kids are and what you've got going on. But there are things that you can do to help lighten that load. There are, there are. And there's also things to recognize though, whether it is a problem in the relationship or if it is a problem with just the helping and the oh, assumptions yeah. that you're making about it. Like these are two separate things Yeah, because I know that gets really confused sometimes where in some relationships, for instance, it's not healthy. And there's a lot of stuff going on there that is not okay to be in long-term. But a lot of people don't know that that's not okay. Right. And they accept it. And they think that that's how relationships should be because you just don't know any better. Or perhaps they watched too many romantic comedies back in the day and they think that they can personally save and change people. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Again, no personal experience here whatsoever. None whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that that's an unhealthy relationship dynamic. It is. And of course, that needs to be addressed. And there's also the other end where, yes, if you're feeling like you're doing not nothing in the home, that's also an unhealthy relationship dynamic that needs to be addressed. But the way you deal with both of those issues really depends on what's going on underneath. And right. so like these steps that we're going to give you, these are like your first steps. Uh-huh. steps. Yes. These are the things to think like, okay, possibly I'm making some assumptions. Like I don't really know how my partner feels. I'm not really telling him how I feel very clearly. I'm going to try these out and see. Mm-hmm. And then you try these out and see and automatically the partner's gaslighting you. The partner's making you feel shameful or bad. That's the danger sign that there's something else going on. And that's when I would encourage you to look for some couples counseling to go even (laughs) further into the relationship issue because that's not okay for your partner to treat you like that ever. It's not okay. But yeah, so we are just like going to give you guys five things because again, this whole, and I feel like it happens a lot around this time of the year, the holidays. Like I call it like Mm -hmm. the, you've gone over the hump of the roller coaster, October, November, December is like crazy time. And there is so much that tends to fall on that default parent that, There are things that you can do, and we're going to share five things that you can do that that will help ease the mental load and allow you to not feel like everything, and I mean everything, depends on you. Like you can't breathe because it doesn't have to. And we are going to get into these five things right after this break. I've been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs even on busy mornings. And oh my gosh, has it been busy lately. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day. And it makes me feel energized. Even like I still add the coffee on there because I like it a lot. AG1 tastes really good too. And I enjoy my glass every single morning. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. 
Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. That's drinkag1.com forward slash NGM. Check it out. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Okay, let's get into these five steps that you can take going into this crazy holiday season to lighten the load a little bit for you. So the first step is first, figure out what you do for your family. Because a lot of us, when we're first starting this work, think that we don't do enough. We're constantly fed this narrative that, oh my gosh, if I had only been more organized or if I'd only followed through with this, then I wouldn't have this work. Or if I only told them about this, then I wouldn't have this work. And it's my fault it's late. And so I have to take it on. But usually that's not the case. Yeah. Or we question, right? Like we question, why does so-and-so not have a problem with this, but I do? Why mm-hmm. is it that my my friend or so-and-so's mom, every time I drop my kid off for a play date, their house is freaking immaculate. And like, I can't get my stuff together to even get the dang door open. Like I don't, it, we assume, which is that first problem, right? That like mm-hmm. everyone is doing the same, has the same struggles, but they don't. Well, they don't. They have, there's different strategies too. There's different struggles that appear for everybody. But When you figure out what you do for your family, you can really start to lighten the load. And Mm -hmm. we have something for you to do this. We have our household task calculator for you, which you can go get at balanceformoms.com. And it's completely free. And all you do is it's a checklist and you check off what you do on the list, what your partner does, what your kids do. And it's going to give you the percentages of what work you do within the house and what work your partner does within the house. So it's a really handy tool. Yes, it really gets you going. And I think that it's really helpful to get it, at least for me, and I I feel like a lot of people are probably like this, getting it out of your head. Because it weighs Mm -hmm. you down when it's all in your head. You're constantly trying to remember. I could be like a deer in headlights when someone asks me what I'm doing. I could tell you like randomly splurt things down or write it down on a list. No problem. But if you walk up to me and go, so tell me, Brie, like, I feel like that scene in Office Space. So tell me, uh, what exactly is it that you do around here? And I'll just, I'm your like, whole mind oh, goes blank. Oh, I, because you I'm know important. what happens? It's that fight or flight response. You all of a sudden get panicked because you think that you aren't doing enough. And you think that, 
oh my gosh, they're going to judge me and they're going to think I'm like incapable or not worthy. And your whole logical part of your brain just shuts down because all of that blood's going from here because you're so scared. Well, then you're, and also, that's what happens to so many people. Yeah. And you're also then equating your value to what work you're outputting. And you are so much more than that. You are so much more mm-hmm. than your productivity. So, I mean, it's a big deal. So I think that that helps just a big part of it is just writing it out, getting it out. So putting it down on paper, looking at it, like Eve Roski talks about the shit you do, writing it out, getting it out. It helps so that you're not doing that exhausting process of trying to keep mental tabs on everything. Plus, nobody can help when they don't know what's rolling around in your head. You know what I just thought of that would be so cool and we should totally make? (laughs) We should make a holiday task calculator where we put all the holiday tasks and people can click to see what percentage of the holiday tasks they do. Maybe we could. We actually have a podcast episode where we did this. A what? Like, uh, yeah. It was a a little while ago. I remember doing it (laughs) when we were recording together still in one house. So I'll have to like find that episode and link it in the show notes down here. But yeah, we should because it, yeah, oh my gosh, I can, we can get that out real fast. Whole another real piece that gets rolled up at that. Watch. By the time this air episode airs, we're going to have like a little link be like, oh yeah, the thing we talked about it's that we here. just, Joanne just had an idea for. It's right there. It's here. <laughs> it's called a passion project. Uh, ADHD. It's <laughs> ADHD superpower. It's a superpower. Go. It's a superpower. So, all right. Yes. So, so thing number one you can do is figure out what it is that you do in your family. Like get it out of your head and note all the things that you do for your family. This is also going to give you a lot more confidence in approaching mm-hmm. the next conversation because yes. that fight or flight won't be there and you'll be like, wait a minute. No, no, I thought about this beforehand. And yeah, <laughs> I have numbers. No, <laughs> I, I have numbers. All right. So, so our tip number two, the second thing you can do, and this was a big one that I added as someone that has been both a single parent, well, I've been the married without much help. I've been a single parent for years and then recently been remarried. And I can tell you from personal experience, you need help. You need support. Mm -hmm. So talking about it with other people, your family or your support system. And I say it that way because I feel like a lot of times when I'm, when I'm talking to to single parents, they'll be like, well, I don't have anybody else, but chances are good. You do. You do. Mm -hmm. We just need to let them in. So like, first of all, if you have a partner, I've heard you say this over and over again on coaching calls, Joanne, and really, it's so articulate. It is so well said. Starting a conversation with, I bet you didn't know it, but I feel such and such when Mm -hmm. such and such. Because it takes out that, you don't care. (laughs) Yeah, it's not assuming that they're malicious or anything. Right. It's just saying, hey, I just bet you didn't know this, but this is how I feel. Yeah. I used that the other night, actually. Because, you know, we have so much guilt in our lives all the time, like all the time about everything we do because we get these messages that we should be doing it all. And one of um, the thing that happened to me, we were doing a family game night and I agreed to do this family game night, but I was also, I was pretty tired. I hadn't slept well and my husband was just getting ready to go on his trip. So I was a little like anxious about that. Uh-huh. And he had just made me an old fashioned, which didn't sit well with me. And so I was a little dizzy. <laughs> just to be completely honest about the whole situation. And so right before family game night, my daughter's like, let's play two rounds of this. 
<laughs> it was all of us. And so we sat down and played all of us. And I did not agree to play two rounds. She just requested it. <laughs> You're like, how would I get um, snuck into this? No, but this was where the thing lied. So we we got through the first round and I ate at all of us. Like, let's just say that. I use the lingo now, by the way, because my daughter uses it. I ate. I, ate. I don't know what that means, but Which okay. means like, I did such a good job. I blow up trivia. I'm okay. so good at it <laughs> in my family. Like I will know very obscure things and people be like, what that just is true. happened here? That is true. Yes. If you're ever at a game night for trivia, pick Joanne for your team. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the one who goes to cruise ship trivia and we're like, we're going to kill it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not I'm leaning over. What was the question again? What was what? So my team won for the first all of us. And I'm like, okay, I, I'd like to stop now and go to bed and go read by myself. And my daughter's like, but we wanted to play two rounds. And then my husband says, oh, but I'm leaving tomorrow and we need to play another round. And oh. I was just like, fine. And I was mad throughout that whole second round. Still ate though, still killed it. <laughs> trivia. Still one. No one's going to play trivia with me after this. But later I was just really upset and I was really resentful. And so I pulled out this phrase and I'm like, Hey, you have time to talk. And he, and he knows like when I say, if you have time to talk, like I need to say something. And I said, I bet you didn't know this, but like I struggle so much with taking time for myself. And when I advocated for myself for taking some time and honestly, I should have pushed back a little bit more, but my guilt really stopped me from pushing back, especially when you said that you were leaving. And I just felt so bad. And I love you so much. And of course, I don't want you to leave. And that's just what happened there and why I was mad. And he just stared at me and he's like, I'm like, say something. And he says, I'm listening to your feelings. <laughs> and so... It wasn't anything I needed him to do. Yeah. It was just a thing like I made him aware. And I also accepted responsibility for the issue too, because I could have been like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> like that was an option. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and so, you know, and saying that, that works with your kids too, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could have said to your daughter, even, I bet you didn't know this, but when you asked to play two, two rounds and I didn't feel like I agreed to it. Mm-hmm. I felt really mad about that. Yeah, but that guilt could really hold you back from advocating for yourself. And the more you let it out and the more you tell people how you feel, they're going to be the ones who support you yeah. in it. And they're going to be the ones who won't push you as hard next time and be like, hey, remember that last time? And I'm like, you know what? I do remember that last time. And I'm going to say, peace. Peace like, out. Come out. Peace out. <laughs> so, so, okay. So peace you out. don't have a partner at home perhaps, or you just, you no, you don't have a partner at home. Because if you have a partner at home, you're, we really advocate mm -hmm. you having this conversation. You can talk like that. You can tell your feelings yeah. and you don't have to be forceful. Yeah. You're just sharing how you feel in situations. And when you have kids, you can say, I bet you didn't know, but I feel blank when blank happens or when blank doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like when you put away, when you don't do your chores, like whatever it is, like you can, you can have these conversations with your kids. So if you're a single parent and you don't, then realize you're not alone. You have friends, you have family. You probably mm -hmm. have coworkers. The point is you would be surprised how many people feel the same way you do, are probably having the same struggles as you, and might even have suggestions or tidbits or ideas on how they can help or things that have worked for them. And you'll yeah. never know if you don't reach out. I know it's scary to be vulnerable. It is really scary. It is scary, but 
Do you know how much of a rock star you are already that you have made it this far in life and kept all these other little human beings alive? You are amazing. Pretty incredible. You can do it. I promise. We have three more tips for you, including that last one, which is the biggest one of all. And we'll let you know it right after this break. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Our third tip for you is to redistribute the tasks that you have. And that could be very, very difficult at first because I feel that we weren't really taught this. Like we were taught in relationships, you know, you want to keep the romance alive. You don't want to make it too impersonal. But guess what kills the romance when you're resentful and mad at your partner? (laughs) That kills the romance real fast. It also makes it hard to connect with your kids or have compassion when they're having a rough day and you're just pissed and angry. So it really helps to start thinking about your family like you would a business or a work environment when it comes to the tasks that have to be done. Because there is no way you would go to a work environment and be like, I will just take on all these things by myself because I want my coworkers to be happy and I don't want to fight with them. You're like, no, this is crap. I'm not doing all this by myself. Julie over there needs to pull her weight. (laughs) So... You need to redistribute these tasks in your home just like you would in a workplace. And the best way that Bree and I have found is by having a family meeting. Right. So like you've already figured out, you've already brain dumped everything that you do, right? And that everybody does in the household. You've already told people how you feel about it. So now let's have that family meeting and let's talk about it. You might have insane expectations for yourself and or your family on what can get done in a day. I know that I can do that sometimes. (laughs) Have like these expectations that all these things can happen, but I don't really look at how much spare time we actually have and how many resources we actually have and how many things we're asking to be done. So the best way I think that it comes to redistributing the tasks is I always suggest the number five. I, it, 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 it's a good starting point. You might, you might go down from five. I never suggest going above five. But like, what are five things that have to be done 
in your household? What are those Mm -hmm. five things? And normally it's a weekly thing. Like maybe it's eating. Maybe it's cooking meals. Eating. Maybe it's eating, dishes, trash. Okay. Eating, dishes, trash, laundry. For us, it's also walking the dog because we don't have a yard. Oh, yeah. So our dog dog has to walk because we don't have a yard. But it's a task that none of us like to do when it's cold outside or when it's, Mm -hmm. or when we're tired and we've had a long day or when we're sick. But regardless, point being is there are things that have to happen, but those don't all have to fall on you. So now let's talk with everyone together. We've established what those tasks are that have to happen every week. How is everyone going to help get it done? Mm -hmm. And that brings us into tip number four, which is it's time to delegate the tasks. And when you delegate, definitely write down who has it. Oh my God, yes. Write down who has it. You'll forget. <laughs> and there's actually a four a four step system that I like to use in my own house, which really, really helps. It is you have to write down who has it. You have to agree when it should be done by. This one alone is going to save you so much nagging, so much questioning, so much wondering if somebody forgot about the job. You have yeah. to write down what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So if it's like unload the dishwasher or wash the hand wash dishes, that needs to be written down. And then there's a fourth step. When are we going to follow up? Because there are going to be issues that arise through this delegation. There are going to be questions people have. There are going to be things where they're not done the way you want them done or the way it's good for the family to be done. And so to prevent the whole, like you having to be there all the time and you having to check on things and you having to do all these things, you need to establish a follow-up time. Mm -hmm. If you put this on for Friday, you'd be like, okay, how about we follow up on at dinner on Monday night and see how it's going for everybody. Right. And then Monday night comes around and you follow up. And you know why that's helpful too? Just to throw this out there, who likes being the nag? None of us likes being the one that has to police everybody else. Like, I don't want that role. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. But also, Mm -hmm. who also likes being put on the spot? Like I was talking about earlier, the deer in headlights. What is it that you do around here? Like if I'm in the middle of doing a task or whatever, I don't want somebody coming over and being like, so um, I don't like how you did X, Y, Z or you didn't fully finish Mm -hmm. ABC. Okay, Sharon, leave me alone. Like I will work on it. But I wasn't expecting to get, you know, critiqued in this moment. And then that can cause resentfulness and anger. And then especially for kids, they tend to like just lash out. Like, fine, I'm not going to do it then. I can't do it right. So, and the follow-up process doesn't go completely perfectly either. I mean, like I could tell you from experience when I followed up, one of my children was like, we talked about an issue that was happening. And it was specifically with the dishes because we agreed that dishes had to be cleaned off each day. And one child was like, well, I don't feel like I need to do it when there's like only four dishes there. Four dishes is fine there. That's fine. And so that was something that we were able to discuss and be like, is four dishes fine? Is that okay? But then the other child completely took it personally and was like, well, I'm just too busy to do that. And I'm like, oh, okay. And when that happened... I was like, we're going to take a pause right there, but we also need to discuss how the process of this conversation worked because I feel like I came to you with a concern and you dismissed me right away and got mad at me. So we need to talk about this. See, and and, that, and you had a good, you had a good place to have that conversation because it didn't just happen on the willy nilly. 
So one other thing we wanted to talk about with this delegating is that it doesn't always have to be done by someone in your family because you can delegate tasks outside. And I feel like both Brie and I feel like this isn't talked about a lot because we feel shameful for using our quote unquote hard-earned money for something that we could save money on. And I think that we have just gone too far in that direction of saving money where saving money means putting it on our shoulders so that we're the unpaid labor instead of using the money so that someone else could do it for us. who could do it faster and better. Oh, 100%. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah. Because we're, we're being the unpaid labor then. Yeah. Like, it's, it's putting it on us instead of having someone like who has a system and yeah. a lot of things batched all together can do for us instead. Yeah. Like DoorDash. Uh-huh. No, there were, so I was just saying before we were recording, like when I was single and it was just me with the kids, there were big shifts in my life when I became a single parent because I, I had a half, I only worked like part-time when I had my kids. So I only had like part of what I had to do. All of a sudden I'm working a 50, 60 hour a week job. My kids are in childcare all the time and I still have to do everything else myself. So like, I would feel bad that there were some nights we would just do drive through on the way home. And I never, mm. I didn't say anything because I'm like, I'm a bad mom. We're doing fast food so much. But I needed that to save my sanity. I needed yeah. that because I couldn't come home at seven o'clock with my kids when they're in like fifth and sixth grade, spend an hour cooking dinner and had just to have us all be exhausted, angry, snippy, and then have to put them to bed right after they ate because there was no time. And telling yourself that we're here to tell you it's okay. It's okay. It is okay. It's okay. Matter of fact, it's brilliant. <laughs> People don't do like women don't admit this enough how much help they have. And like I have, I have a lot of help. I have a house cleaners. They come in every two weeks mm -hmm. and they make the house beautiful, so much more beautiful than I could ever do myself. I love them to pieces. <laughs> my husband's gone right now, and guess what? We're ordering in a lot. My daughter's like, Can "We order pizza." I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And he's, she's like, "What?" I'm like. Yeah, because when I cook, the only other person who appreciates it is my husband. And why do I want to put myself through that if like, everyone's just going to complain about what I cook and then go eat like a box of Ritz crackers instead of dinner? <laughs> Pizza's better than that. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. pizza, DoorDash, we do a lot. I have factor meals, which are really, really great. And they're I shipped to me in a box yep. and I keep them in the refrigerator and they're delicious. I still and I have them for lunches. Every day. Yep. I still use hamper a lot whenever I need it. Like it just, there's a lot, the list could go on. We could name off so many Plus, things. We can name off so many things. We just want things, you yeah. to hear that those, it is worth it sometimes to spend the money so that you don't end up in a ball in the corner under a blanket crying. Like <clears throat> Brie may it have It is done worth before. it all the time <laughs> to spend the money so that you don't end up in a ball crying you, under a blanket. Yes, because all your mental the, health- That is money well spent. Yes, your mental health is well worth it. And everything doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect, which leads us into tip number five, the mic drop moment here. If you don't do tip number five, like none of the rest of this will work because you have to treat yourself like you would treat your best friend. You need to believe that you are worthy of the help, that you are not doing anything wrong, because that's really where guilt comes from. Guilt is this mistaken belief that what you're doing is wrong. 
Yeah. And when you look at it that way, you're like, oh, ordering out for my family, that's quote unquote wrong. That's why you feel the guilt because that's what you believe inside. When your best friend would tell you, um, order that DoorDash. In fact, do you want me to send you over some Dairy Queen as well? Because <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> as Brie who sent me many blizzards. (laughs) But I mean, like, it's a thing. Like when your best friend comes to you and is struggling and is sad and is overwhelmed, do you tell them to suck it up, buttercup, and move on? No. You tell them what a great person they are. You support them. You're like, yeah, this sucks right now. Hugs, friends. Wait, you got this. You got this. So treat yourself the way you would treat your best friend. Hand on heart. This really sucks right now. Mm -hmm. Right now in this moment on, you know, on Thursday at 1141 a.m., I am struggling and it hurts and it is hard. And that is okay. It is okay. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a good person and I can figure and I deserve some compassion. Yeah. Are you struggling right now? No, I'm just saying like if I did. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> I just had to, I just had to ask that. Because no. I was like, I'm just like, it's like not at this Is there something moment. we need to talk about? I know what would have been there. And you know why. Oh. Tech issues from, oh. the, from the depths of hell. But regardless yes. of the tech issues, my point <sighs> being is like, give yourself some grace. Acknowledge it yes. is hard and be your own best friend. And this is a really hard thing to get doing consistently. Like Mm -hmm. I would say this is something I am still working on. And in my moment, like last night, because we were both struggling with some tech issues, (laughs) I could feel it. And I've gotten to the point where I could feel it now. I could feel my racing heart. I could feel the head going. And I'm like, how can I take care of myself and take something off my plate in this moment? And I had planned to go to uh, the grocery store because I had to get pads and sunscreen. And in that moment, I'm like, what can I do to take myself, what take this off of me? And I'm like, Amazon, Amazon has overnight delivery. Yes, That's one thing I can do. And then when my daughter is like pizza, I'm like, oh, yep, here you go. Here's my thumb, order it. Because that's also something I could, I could take off my plate right then. Before I would have been like, no, it is not good for you guys to eat junk food every single night. And I need to make sure like we stick to the meal plan and I cook what's necessary. And then I would have been like a mess. I would have just been a mess. There are days and, instead, and times where you have the capacity for it and days and times where you don't. Yeah, and that is okay. where you don't. It's okay. But because I took those things off, because I honored my own stress mm-hmm. last night, um, I wasn't a mess. And we like just sat in front of the TV and watched Dancing with the Stars. And it was a lovely night and yeah. you ate pizza. And it was great. So we want you to like walk away with this and know that you don't have to do it all. 99% mm-hmm. of the time, there really is another way to do it. Just keep these tips in mind. Try them. They work. They really, they really, really do. And change is hard. We get it. And sometimes because it's so hard, we give up before we even start. But we're here. Like Joy and I yes. are here. Like No Guilt Mom is here. We are here. We support you. You can do this. You certainly can. And of course, we always have balance for you as well. 
And we have a link to the Balance community in the show notes. And so many moms in there have experienced such big changes in what they expect from themselves and also like what they're working on accomplishing right now. I mean, we have moms who started with us who were so upset all the time that their family wasn't helping them out. They were yelling and screaming at their kids. One in particular, uh, she, she had totally stepped back from parenting because she had a breakdown. And Mm -hmm. she had taken, her husband had taken over all of the parenting and she felt like she really didn't know how to parent anymore and didn't know how to set structure. And now she just has such a stronger relationship with her kids. She just posted in Balance the other day about how her kids were sitting on the bed, talking with each other, not fighting, discussing the fairness over a sharing like a box of, of some snacks. I remember it was like (laughs) some kind of snacks, but now she's looking forward in her life and she's setting these bigger goals about how she could expand her organizing business. And because she was able to be in balance and get that parenting piece in her life figured out, now we're able to help her elevate her goals and to really show her kids what it means to live a full life instead of worrying about it all the time. So yeah. that is there for you as a resource. We have a link in the show notes. We have so many, resources, remember, so many links in the show notes, so many resources for you people. So many. So many. So remember the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.